anteriormente en Esperanza Rising. Mama, Miguel is gone. I know, mija. We've been away from Abuelita for almost a year. But I've saved money. We can bring her soon. She tipped the valise upside down and shook it hard. It was empty. The money orders were gone. Okay, boys and girls, it's time for the last chapter in Esperanza Rising. It's called Las Uvas, Grapes. Miguel was the only one who could have taken the money orders. No one doubted that. Alfonso apologized to Esperanza, but Mama graciously said that Miguel must have needed the money to get to Northern California. Alfonso promised the money would be paid back one way or, the, one way or another. And Esperanza knew it would be, but she was angry with Miguel. How dare he go into her valise and take what was not his, and after all her hard work. Mama seemed to get a little stronger every day, although she still took many naps. Hortensia was happy that she was eating well, and every day Esperanza brought home just picked fruit to tempt her. A few weeks later, Esperanza stood on the shed dock in the morning and marveled at the peaches, plums, and nectarines that poured into the shed. How will we ever sort them all? She asked. Josefina laughed. One piece at a time. It gets done. They started with the small white clingstone peaches and then the larger yellow Albertas. Mama loved the white peaches, so Esperanza set aside a bag for her. Then after lunch, they sorted the flaming gold nectarines. Later that afternoon, they would still have to sort a few bushels of plums. Esperanza loved the elephant heart plums, mottled green on the outside and blood red on the inside. They were tangy and sweet at the same time. She stood in the midsummer sun during her lunch break and ate one, bent over so the juice wouldn't run down her chin. Josefina called to her. Mira, she said, look, there's Alfonso. What is he doing here? Alfonso was talking to one of the supervisors. He had never left the fields in the middle of the day and come to the sheds. Something must be wrong, said Esperanza. Maybe it is the babies, said Josefina, and she hurried toward him. Esperanza could see them talking and slowly began walking toward them leaving the line of women and the, stacks of, and the stacks of lugs and plums. She tried to read from Josefina's expression whether something was wrong. Then Josefina turned to look at her. Esperanza felt the blood drain from her face, and she suddenly knew why Alfonso was there. It had to be Mama. The doctor had said she could have a relapse. Something must have happened to her. Esperanza suddenly felt weak, but she kept walking. Is it Mama? No, no. I didn't mean to alarm you, Esperanza, but I need you to come with me. Hortensia is in the truck. But it's so early. It's okay. I talked to the supervisor. She followed him to the truck. Hortensia was waiting inside. We got a message from Miguel, she said. 
We are to meet him at the bus station in Bakersfield at 3 o'clock. He said he is coming from Los Angeles and that we should bring you. That's all we know. But why would he want me to come? Asked Esperanza. I can only hope that it's to apologize for his actions, said Hortensia. It was over a hundred degrees. Hot wind whipped inside the cab. Esperanza felt the perspiration sliding down her skin beneath her dress. It felt strange to be riding to town on a workday, breaking her routine in the sheds. She kept thinking of all the elephant hearts that the others would have to pack, shorthanded. Hortensia squeezed her hand. I can't wait to see him, she said. Esperanza offered a tight smile. They arrived at the bus station and sat on the bench in front. The clerks all spoke to one another in English, their hard, sharp words meaning nothing to Esperanza. It always startled her when she heard English, and she hated not knowing what people were saying. Someday she would learn it. She strained to hear each announcement that was made, finally hearing the words she was waiting for. Los Angeles. Thank you.